We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or a grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. I also think that people will be like, oh, that's so nice if he got his homeless little brother a job. <laughs> <laughs> and a gym membership <laughs> right yeah <laughs> hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the rotowire fantasy soccer podcast i am the follically inclined mike gottlieb and with me is andrew laird and andrew uh before uh, the reason why I said I'm follically inclined is because I do have a hair update. It's been requested. Uh, it is pretty much it is Joe Allen length. I don't have the Joe Allen curls. Uh, I, I do want to say that in about, I need about an inch or two more of hair growth on the top of my head to make it man bunnable. Uh, wow. I also have been growing a very sizable beard as well now. So that's uh, you know it's definitely you know like evil villain-esque like you know like you stroke the beard and you know bad thoughts happen and and that is that is typically what happens both at my semi-real day job and at this one so uh, if you hear some random scratching sounds or if it feels a little scratchy it's because i am coming up with terrible ideas by stroking the evil beard um do you plan on man bunning it yes absolutely okay so we've gone like from joe (laughs) allen to gareth bale 
Well, or you're I planning mean, on doing it that. Could be, it could, I mean, it depends on the day, right? Like, uh, uh, you know, I could do the hair band thing on a certain day if I just don't feel like having my hair up. It's about options, Andrew. It's all about options. I guess so. I mean, you're talking, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's. I mean, my hair. I guess it's. It's almost approaching shoulder length. That's the way that I'll put it. Wow. I mean, that's well beyond Joe Allen. Like, Allen's isn't that deep, that far. Oh, it's close. His is, is close it? to no. his is close to shoulder length. That's why he can tuck it behind his ears and stuff like that. So yes, that that, that is approaching shoulder length. Okay. You know, about an inch or two more, and it'll be man bundle, which means in real time about two to four months. Your hair grows about a half an inch a month. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I learned that. I learned that when I started growing my hair out for yeah. the first time. <laughs> um. All right. Well, good luck with that. Yeah. If anyone has any remedies for how to cure dry scalp that doesn't include like massaging olive oil into someone's scalp, uh, that would be very helpful for me. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll take any kind of requests. I do. I, I'm suffering from some dry scalp because I have so much hair uh, that uh, something is going on underneath there, and it's flaking up, and it's embarrassing. And I try to do what I can, but basically, I, you know, actually something interesting is going on too. Uh, I, and here's this week's uh, this installment of Mike doing socially awkward things. So I'm at the gym, and someone approaches me randomly and goes, I didn't know they gave free gym passes to the homeless because I have this big scraggly beard, nice. and I didn't really like pay attention to my hair, so it was all over the place. Uh, and, and, I, and then I respond – I actually responded saying, yeah, uh, you know, it's the Christian part of the YMCA. They're just really helping out the homeless uh, trying to get in shape. <laughs> just like, and, and then I saw the person later, and I go – you know, if I was a different person, I would have punched you right in the face, right? <laughs> it's just like a random person who said this to you? Yes, random person. Person who I do not know. Huh. And What percentage and then, of and, people at the Y do you think know what YMCA stands for? Good question. I would say 50-50. Why, you think it's that many? Yeah, I do. I was going to say like 12%. Uh, in fact, I bet there's a good population of people who didn't even know that the Y stands for YMCA. That's like, you know what? That's a very good point because it has been a while since I've seen something that is spelled out YMCA. It's always like the 92nd Street Y yeah. or it's yep. the, the Park Slope Y. Well, yeah. actually, it's the Park Slope YMCA. It's the Park Slope Armory oh. YMCA. So um, yep, for all those who are, you know, genuinely wanting to stalk me, I do go to the Park Slope Armory YMCA. <laughs> Just remember that it was an armory, so they may have weapons in there. They might. They might. Just what you want in a young man's Christian association. <laughs> well, now everyone knows what the C and the Y and the M and the A stand for. You're welcome. If you if you learn nothing today, at least you learn that. That and the village people used to do a very good rendition of actually what it's about at the YMCA. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. Let's get to the soccer, boy. shall we? <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> that was a slippery slope we were heading down. Yes, it was. And I will – oh, speaking of slippery slopes, uh, Manchester City uh, 0, Stoke 0. We will do our one review because we refused to talk oh, yeah. about this on Tuesday. Uh, there wasn't much to that be was, said. That was the review. <laughs> it's actually a good thing we skipped it because nothing actually happened except yeah. for Manchester City dropping points. An astonishingly low number of shots for Man City at home, even you know, regardless of opponents. So – um, De Bruyne came back in, David Silva did not start, and maybe that was the problem. Yeah. 
It was uh, it was Jesus Navas started. I mean, maybe that's yeah, why. Yeah, I, th- I think that was more the problem. There you go. That okay. Jesus Navas was counted upon to actually hit accurate crosses. Yeah, Navas was in. Sterling, I don't even think made the eighteen. I think he was just rested. So obviously, it wasn't the the full squad, but that they should still be able to. Win yeah, Manchester game. City was very very lucky that other things were going on in the midweek. Totally. Lots of lots of historic things going on in the midweek. Totally. Do 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 do, do you want to talk a little bit about uh, PSG or no? Um, I think it's kind of been said now, right? The the only thing that I will say about it um is there were a lot of people comparing it to the Patriots in terms of comebacks. Not even I, close. I think the biggest difference between the two situations is that the Patriots are uh looked at as as accomplishing this historic comeback and i think that game will be more remembered for psg blowing the lead like i I don't think people i think people will give the patriots more credit than they give barcelona because i think most people will blame psg as opposed to the scattered people who blame kyle shanahan for the falcons here's my thing uh there's there's two there's a big separator for me between the two instances uh, they didn't have a week to think about it or two weeks to think about how much or and to hear about how badly they got beaten the Patriots it's not like it's not like they they played the first half waited two weeks and then played the second half yeah so you know there's a lot of other fatigue and played other games in the middle of it as well like there's a lot of other kind of fatigue that would happen during this uh d- dur- during these two during dur- during the during the interim. I think the better comparison even in Boston sports is, is I think it was – I want to say it was the Bruins versus the Flyers or the Maple Leafs. I forgot who. But I believe that they came back from a 3-0, 3-1 series deficit and they were also down by three with like five or ten minutes to go in the third period of game seven and Boston still won. Hmm. Just Great. goes to show that the whole sports world uh, is in a big conspiracy to make the Boston teams win and those fans who are just absolutely insufferable to be even more insufferable as they usually are. Was that recent, those games? I don't even know. I want to say it was in the last five, five, ten years, something like that. Oh, okay. It was was recent. recent. It was recent enough. It was definitely during the, definitely during the, in the Patriots dynasty. I'll put it that way. Okay. All right. Anyway, we only have like four games or three games to talk about, right? There's not really much to talk about, so I guess we should just, get to it it's fun on some of the websites it's like wednesday man city stoke and then saturday man city stoke postponed even though it was like pre-poned right pre-poned yeah yeah (laughs) it's a good phrase i like that (laughs) yeah that'll be the name of the episode of this podcast Mm pre-poned and the or or what does the ymca yeah that's probably what it is (laughs) or maybe it'll just be fpl game week 28 preview Speaking of, Hull City uh, take on Swansea City at the KC. Yeah, the KC. The KP is Leicester. Yes, KC, yes. Um, so Hull City, uh, a little a little kind of offensive burst now. They have a little bit of inspiration from Camille Grosicki. And as John Wallen spoke to us earlier this week, he really likes Grosicki going over the next few game weeks. So, And we, he, I think he suffers zero blank game weeks. So that, that that's – that's something to be incre- that just be incredibly useful, but uh, even more useful is Gilfie Sigurdsson on the other side. Yeah, Grosicki finally is priced accordingly on DraftKings. It's kind of a interesting DraftKings week because it's so top heavy. Um, obviously, with the three game slate, you're not going to get too much into that. But yeah, Grosicki I like a lot. Um, 
you know, 23 crosses in the last two games because he's taking corners. Uh, Hull have been, yeah, like you said, they've been pretty good uh, recently. And, you know, playing at home against Swansea, as much, you know, as Swansea have improved of late, um, they're still Swansea. So um, I'm not ready to to say they're going to go into the KC and, and blank them. So if you think that there's going to be some sort of attacking out of out of Hull, you know, it's got to start with Grosicki. He's not necessarily going to be the one who scores it, but, um, you know, he he's likely to be involved. Even if he's not involved, I think the I think the the flow of the ball will go through him. Yeah, it yeah, seems it, that way. It, I mean, certainly. Yeah, I mean, when when being when Hall attack, he's, yeah, when Hall attack, he's typically involved. Yeah, Swansea that's have really allowed, all you can ask for. Right, Swansea have allowed multiple goals in four of their last six. Yeah, so it's more if you think. Not that the term Hull stack is all that uh, smart, but the problem is, is if that if you want multiple Hull players, like how deep can you really go? After yeah, you don't even know who's going to play. (laughs) If you want to do a Hull stack, you got to wait till the lineup comes out because you don't even. And that's kind of and that kind of goes to the point of you really don't know anything about Hull at this point because I don't even think they know about Hull. Yeah, I think the only other guys that I think you could probably count on are guys you don't necessarily want. Like Huddlestone's probably gonna. I guess Markovic probably starts. So we don't know that. I think he's been he's been pretty consistent um, when he's available. But he was bad last week, man. He was bad. Um, I mean, they got steamrolled last week, so I'm not sure I'm ready to automatically move that over to this week. But um, yeah, I mean the. The back line, you know, Harry Maguire and Robertson will probably start. Elmo Hamity is always kind of a question mark. Um, Umar Niasi could, could start up front, but co- so could Abel Hernandez or uh, Adama Diomande. So, uh, but even even if you knew who started, like, where else are you going? Other yeah. than Grosicki and, you know, Markovic seems like a flyer. Robertson's kind of a decent, like, steady option, but you're not going to get a ton out of him. Elmo Hamedy, if he starts at wing back, it's always a, could be an option. But that, that's Grosicki's side, so it's I don't know. It's, yeah, it's tough. It, it, it's too tough. And I mean, it, it, how about this? Would you rather have like an Elmo Hamedy, or would you rather have Martin Olson? Olson. Yeah, I, I I think it's priced that way as well. Um, I think Olson's like the set first or second. Oh, second most expensive yeah, defender Olsen's after Shamus Yeah. The only possible savings we have from this game is that Kyle Naughton is out, so. Wrangle might start at 3,700, which isn't bad for a fullback against Hull, but yeah, <laughs> you know, like, yep, pass. Yeah, that's how he I doesn't feel do that. enough. You know, if, if you're gonna, if you think, what do you think he's gonna be offensively inclined? No, do you think he's going to get a I, clean I wouldn't sheet? say no automatically. I mean, Swansea attacked pretty well recently, yeah, but and, and not because their... of on hell, rang hell. Well, <laughs> maybe not him specifically. Olsen's definitely the attacking side, but I don't, he's not useless. And hell, and hell, he's not taking corners. He's not going to cross much. He's not going to score a goal. You're not going to depend on him scoring a goal. Uh, I mean, what is he? Fair. And, Fair. and you can't count him for on a clean sheet. Like for 3,700, uh, even at 3,700, he's you're just hoping for three points. Would you rather wrangle at 37 or Harry Maguire at 4,000? Harry Maguire by a very long margin. Okay. All right. <sighs> I, I, well. Uh, the the flyer that I would take from this game is if Luciano Narsing starts. Uh huh. That's the flyer I'd take. Okay. I'm not sh- like, yeah. 
not much of a flyer really. He's a winger, and he'll be play. He might play. <laughs> like, there's only three games, man. There's not. They, we're, we're, this is this is going to be most of the conversation, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thirty nine hundred. Yeah, that's a pretty good price. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, score predi- let, Let's do score predictions here. They're they're, they're fun. They're always wrong. Uh, <laughs> you know, the, I, these are the two teams that these are two teams that need points mm-hmm. pretty badly. I mean, uh, Hull more than Swansea, but um, Hull being six points behind Swansea and uh, five. Uh, sorry, and uh, four points behind Palace for safety. Um, do you, this has two pointers scre- written all over it to me, like two two. For oh, me. that's exactly what I was going to say. Two two. I I was tempted to go 3-2 on Hull, but I really can't see them scoring three goals. No. Well, maybe, <laughs> it's, maybe, maybe it's a Swansea own goal. Who knows? Oh, good point. Good point. Maybe that's the Rangel goal. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No, I'm thinking Lucas Fabianski own goal. Like, it caroms off the post, off his back, and in. Mm-hmm. From a Grosicki <laughs> cross, and everyone's like, oh, that should be his goal, even though it's clearly not. An Olympico. It would be a fantasy assist. There you go. An Olympico off the post, off off Fabianski. There we go. We've we've, def, we've definitely gone way too far into that game now. Okay, <laughs> we only have two more to go, guys. It's not going to be a long podcast. Everton are at home against West Brom in what uh, I guess is the feature game of the weekend. Yeah, for sure. I, I, mainly because West Brom are surprisingly high on the table. Uh, in fact, they are who's, four who, points behind Everton. Uh, who's so seventh. surprised? <laughs> Um, I think the list would be longer of who was surprised and who wasn't. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, we're taping this early Friday, so we haven't. I haven't heard yet on um, on Matt Phillips whether he's going to play, which I think changes quite a back. bit because if he does, then Brunt goes back to left back, which means Alan Yam probably doesn't start. Um, so, yeah, there's that. Oh wait a minute, let me see here. Why don't you talk through while it... Oh, all right. Phillips is out. There we go. Thank God for Twitter. Breaking news. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So he's out. So then do you... What do you think about Chris Brunt, meaning the guy yes. who takes free kicks Chris Brunt, at Chris Everton? Brunt is probably, Chris Brunt's useful. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nasser Chadley gets elevated because he's more the focal point in terms of the actual finishing of chances. I guess he's central. He's there. Uh, I, 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 look, no, he's, gonna, he plays on the wing. He doesn't play central. Yeah, but, yeah but look, how many times has he actually scored from a darting run from the wing? Let's be honest here. He finds you himself have, in the right you place. Answered, in the stop that! At how many times has he scored? The answer is that's... one in his last seventeen games. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, go go nuts with Nasser Chadley. <laughs> Here's uh, look. How many times has Solomon Rondon scored? Mm. <laughs> Three times, but all in one game, right? Yeah. That was a while ago. Yeah, exactly. I think it was twelve games ago. I was about to say, I think it's about twelve games. Yeah. Yeah. But but my my point is is that who are you actually looking for for goal scoring? And you know you're not going to get too far down the list until you get to Nasser Chadley. Um. True. I I think. I mean, it's very difficult to not take Romelu Lukaku in this slate. Very very difficult. I will give you that. There are two um, names that are very difficult not to take. In fact, I think there are three names that I think are going to be on everyone's sheet and I have them on my DraftKings sheet so well that's good <clears throat> um I think there are four that you could consider from this game or for, no, 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 for from every the, from the everybody slate. well we can talk about that when we go through but um from this game I think there'll be plenty of people on um 
like because it's such a small slate um it's tough you know you could you could try to do the Ross Barkley thing i mean he's taking set pieces against a team that um that they're heavily tends favored to allow against them. yeah um and you're right tends to allow and they they do allow a ten of crosses too which um he's been Does doing does not help him well he he's been crossing a lot more lately a lot of them are from corners but he had five open think, play crosses I think the last who week helps the most is Seamus Coleman and, and Leighton Baines those are the people yep. that helps the most yep um priced yeah, like very that. aggressively highly <laughs> who you what Seamus Coleman particularly is very highly priced yeah that's why he's 6300 on wow god right um, that's like that's like he, like that's like a notch below James Miller which Coleman's not when you hear the fact that he has to take penalties and he's not but anyway yeah, it's um, yeah the the upper tier. It, it's a again, it's a very weird slate because you've got guys that you want to pay up for, and then, but the kind of the midfield or the, excuse me, the defenders that you would want to pay up for, like they're they're here, but they're priced so high that that's going to be a, a tough one to fit in there. Um, but yeah, Barkley and Lukaku, I think, are your automatics. Coleman and Baines will certainly get some attention. Um. But after that, you know, it's like you're how much you you're not going to get anything out of Idrissa Gueye or Schneiderlin or Davies. I assume starts. Um, what do you think about Ben Foster? Possible. I, I can't say that. It, I mean, I, like he should he see the, the most shots. Right. To make a lot of saves. That's, That's what I mean. Yeah. Do I think that he's like? Do I think he's a like you know the number one goalkeeping option this week? I, I don't think so. You don't. No, I think Oh Robles is still the number one goalkeeping okay. option. So you think he'll see enough saves to make up for any goals? I think I think he'll have a good chance at a clean sheet. Robles oh, okay. as well. And if we're talking DraftKings, we're also going to be looking at like you know win win cl- clean sheet win, which is ten points right off the bat. Yep. You know, <laughs> without any saves. Yep. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. But no, he's also very of, expe- he's the most expensive one. He is. I mean, Ben Foster is not a bad option, though. He's just, he's not. He, uh, I, yeah, he's got, I believe, um, he's got the most saves. Um, yeah, he has the most saves of anybody on the slate um, by far. So, it, you know, it's he, he plays first uh, a side that lets up shots. Everton are surely going to take them. So if you're not going, you know, if, if you're not building out a an Everton stack of, Coleman, uh, Barkley, and Lukaku. Then it seems like going with Foster makes sense. Yeah, I I don't think that there's there's really not a good reason not to. Yeah, he's the cheapest starting goalkeeper. Yeah, that's the reason. That's and you know that that's my mo, right? Like, right. <laughs> you know, like that's that that's usually and there's and especially in this this slate of games with only three three games, there is not much separating any of these goalkeepers. I agree. Yeah. So but like well just like um, uh, Harel or um, Eldon Yakup- uh, Yakupovich and Fabianski, like both of them could get lit up. We were just saying how we think that could be two two, and possibly three two, and then our last game obviously burned with an own goal even from one of the goalkeepers. Right. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like I think any I think the reason you pay up for Robles is he has the the best. Uh, chance to not get blown up. Like, I think anybody else on this slate could get killed except him. Like, 
West Brom's not going to go in there and score four goals. Um, but anybody else, I think, could. Yeah, uh, I mean, it, it, it's not a great slate. It just really is. I'm not going to try to <laughs> it, sell it. It's, it's, I, I think it's a better slate than than we're giving it credit for. For for the I, junk I six think, teams that I we think, have, or five and a half. I think Fantasy FA Cup is going to be more interesting. No, no, no. I, I, Only because you don't, you really don't know who's going to play. Well, yeah, and, I, and then whoever, and you might be able to make some really, really funky rosters. Like, you know, like if Nathan Ake starts at left back. Yeah, or, I mean that's always the case with FA Cup, but um, which is why I don't play. But the, I, I think from if if you're really into lineup construction, I think this is a really interesting slate. <laughs> Okay, roster construction nerds. We will continue with our final game. With our final game of this slate, uh, it is uh, Burnmouth down on the south coast taking on West Ham, who come off a pretty bad loss to Chelsea recently. And uh, for Burnmouth, Arthur Boric was the star against Manchester United, uh, which is not typically a good thing when your goalkeeper is the star. But they <laughs> did manage to draw one-one. Tyrone Mings, as we said, or as I and John Wallen said got his five game five game match ban which is higher than Zlatan's three um well deserved but um for Burnmouth I actually think that makes their defense better because Tyrone Minks has not been good playing out of position at center back um yeah I mean he's got plenty of history before this year playing center back but it's not yeah it's not his preferred position um but it also kind of leaves them with another hole they got um because uh, I believe Francis is still out, so both Simon and Simone. That's right. Um, which leaves them. They had. Um, did they have Muniesa? No, they had no Stoke. Mark, they had Mark Wilson. Mark Wilson. He left, I believe. Um, so like I don't know how they're going to line up because they have they have Steve Cook and then a, a ton of fullbacks. So I don't know if you're going to see the Brad Smith, Adam Smith combination or um, I can't even think of who else they would put back there. So Bailey Cargill, man. Uh, yep. OK. There I just love his name. <laughs> I just love Bailey Cargill. Yeah. Uh, no, he's I mean, he came on against Manchester United um, and he played well. He played well in his like I think it was like 20. 15 or 12 minutes, it looks 12 like. minutes, something like that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, he, he, he did fine. I think Bailey Cargill is the next man up. Okay. So for all of you roster construction nerds, Bailey Cargill, probably pretty inexpensive if you wish to use him. Uh, that's yeah. my prediction. 31. Uh, actually, he's not, I mean, 3,100 is cheap, but it's the, it's like the, you know, I think the least expensive defender is 2,500, but yes, he's close. All right. Hmm. West Ham. Andy Carroll is he going to is he going to play after suffering a bro, uh, broken face? Uh, he came back from that broken face, didn't he? Yeah, but you know it's it's Andy Carroll, wall. right? Like yeah. you know things happen when when <laughs> when things start to break, they really do break. <laughs> yeah, I think he's fine. Okay, uh, but I, I mean for me, it's Andy Carroll's an interesting option here if you're looking for a, if you want a true forward who has a chance to score, you know at least once, possibly twice. I, I think that I think that I'd be surprised if Andy Carroll doesn't score in this game. Wow. Okay. Bold. Very hot take. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, at Burnmouth usually isn't one to, to shy away from. 
My question was, is Robert Snodgrass a must-play for you? No. <laughs> not at all. Okay. Remember, this is not the Robert Snodgrass of Hull. Uh, he's turning into it, though. He had 15 crosses against Chelsea. Yeah. And eight <laughs> they the al- week they also They also dominated possession against Chelsea, which is strange. They also what? They also had the majority of possession yeah. against Chelsea. Yep. Which was, again, strange. Yeah. But I, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I know. My answer is no. Okay. I'm not buying in yet. I, I guess the way I'm looking at it is if you want somebody who's a little safer than Carroll um, and yeah. Oh, yeah. you want West Ham exposure, where do you go? Antonio? Lanzini's kind of hit or miss. In fact, uh, Lanzini was having a horrible game until. Well, Antonio needs to play. <laughs> he'll, he'll play. He was suspended last week. That's the only reason. I know. Um, he, he needs to play. He'll play. But uh, I mean, for, yeah, I, I would say no, Antonio. I don't. I think Antonio is more hit and miss now with Snodgrass there. Okay. I think Snodgrass is taking a lot of value away from Antonio because Antonio, unless he heads home every Snodgrass cross at the back post, he's going to lose a lot of his value. Why, what what did he lose how, like why is he not as good with Snodgrass than uh Dimitri Payet? Like what is question. what is Snodgrass doing that Payet couldn't do that is taking away from Antonio? Like I don't see any difference with Antonio. Oh, that's a very good point. It's a very good point. I really I really have no retort. <laughs> okay. I Snodgrass is the one that that is going to be like the factor here for building lineups because he's expensive but he's taking set pieces at Burnmouth which has never you know they've been pretty poor so um, but he's you know the the cost of his salary is going to make you miss out on other players it's as simple as that so you have to be pretty prepared for him to be as good as we've seen him be but not necessarily Although I'm looking now, Burnmouth have been. Oh no, that they've was been two stout- to West Brom. Yeah, I think that early in the season they were pretty stout at home, but I yeah. don't think that's the case anymore. They've allowed two, 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 three, and three goals each in their last however many home games that is. That's not so good. <laughs> there were not a lot Andy- of ones and zeros in that list. Yeah. You can take. I'll take Andy Carroll. You can take Robert Snodgrass. How's that? Um. Yeah, I mean, I was yeah, I would I was never gonna take Carroll, so uh, and Enjoy. I was never gonna take Snodgrass, okay. and I didn't. And I'll spoil it here. I didn't take Carroll either. Oh. Uh, okay, <laughs> so let's get let's get to our let's get to our DraftKings slate here. We have another um, game if you want to talk about Sunday first. Oh man! Oh, that's right. Yeah, we have to spring forward an hour. Yeah. yeah, this is good for people who like to sleep because now soccer is on an hour later. Yeah. Yay. My computer has completely frozen. Can you denounce what the Sunday game is? Liverpool hosting Burnley. Um, Thank you. We should have Heaton back. Uh, you would assume an illness wouldn't keep him out too long, although Mesut Ozil feel like he missed a month with a cold. Um, so it's all however many Burnley guys you think you can play, right? Uh, I, no. I mean, I think the DraftKings slate is just Saturday. It is. They don't it even, is. Yeah, I don't they even, don't even include this game. What? Well, for FPL, if well, you have Robbie FPL, Brady, do you play? Well, for FPL, I would say Tom Heaton is the number one option in this game. That doesn't that, – that, that's not like a yep. forward. Okay. 
I think he's better than every Liverpool defender. I think he's going to be uh, better than – I think I think outside of Robbie Braid, I think he's going to be better than every Burnley player. Well, that's pretty much always the case, yes. <laughs> You're fine. But I, th- I, I, th- I would rather have Heaton than Nathaniel Klein. Would you rather have or Heaton ahead of Coutinho, Mane, Lalana, or Firmino? I was sure you were going to say at least Lalana. Well, here's the thing: not all. Of it, I think that Heaton will get eight points. Right? I think he'll. Uh, I think he'll have four more saves than goals allowed. Okay. I don't think that's too unreasonable. That's drafting that, scoring, though, right? FPL yeah, drafting too, scoring. Yeah, drafting. That's scoring. a disaster in FPL. <laughs> yeah, that's why. Yeah. That's why I haven't looked at my FPL team since I used the wild card right before the holiday break. Right. I'm sure I have three injured players at the minimum. Okay. Now, for 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 DraftKings scoring though, you know who? How many Liverpool midfielders were get above eight points? Um, well, Coutinho is guaranteed. Yes, I agree. Um, and I think that's. Um, I I think he's the only one who's guaranteed eight points. So there, I mean, yeah, and I and. But, but I, I, think I, would, the, I would I would say I would say this I would take two Liverpool midfielders and I don't know which ones outside outside I don't know who the second one is outside of Coutinho probably Mane. Um, the the difficulty is that the odds of Mane Coutinho or Firmino scoring thirty points is higher than Heaton scoring fifteen. Do you agree with that or no? Because basically one of the one of those guys scoring two goals, or Heaton posting a two save clean sheet win, or eight saves and two go- whatever the math is on that one. <laughs> it would be four if you let up four goals and had eight saves. That would be eight points. Right, right, right. But eight points isn't isn't enough. I'm I'm saying what is Heaton's like true ceiling in this game? 20 points 20 yep wow like 11 saves let up a goal okay that's like 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 if he has like one of those like stand on his head and they still lose like when like liverpool finally get the breakthrough at the end like after all that pressure after like 82 minutes they finally get the get the go-ahead goal that's the that's the ceiling. I'm not saying that happens. I'm just saying that's the ceiling. Okay. I'm okay. Not saying, that's fine. I, I am not. I am not arrogant enough to say that Tom Heaton's going to shut out Liverpool. Sure. Sure. So if that's the ceiling, that ceiling is still way lower than those guys' ceilings, Correct. and it's less likely to happen. <laughs> it's less. Yeah, but I also I also think his floor is more likely to happen than the, than uh, than Lalana's floor, for example. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Lalana's always the the last option from that group, for me. Yeah, Firmino is, is trending towards that direction. Who is? Firmino. Um, for me, for me, he's trending towards that direction. He's not. He's not there. He's not at Adam Lalana level. But yeah. I, I I think that you know Mane Mane is at a tier by himself in second place, firmly behind Coutinho, who is in a tier by himself because of his peripherals, because yep. of his crossing numbers and his. Yeah, yeah. Coutinho is always the top one for me. Yeah, yeah. Even though even though he hasn't really played like it coming back from his injury, 
Yeah. But when, when I mean, he hasn't done it yet, but when he starts, it's just going to, it's a rocket ship. Um, my last question that has nothing to do with this game uh, before we get into our DraftKings lineups. Where do you think Daniel Sturridge plays next year? A backup for Cavani at PSG. Silly. Or he might play out wide. Maybe he'll finally accept his fate of being a winger. For PSG or for somebody else? For PSG. Is that a thing? PSG? I've heard that they're interested. Uh, they don't need English players. <laughs> Come on. Uh, I, I was hoping for something a little more romantic, like resurrecting his career at Southampton. No. No. Okay. I mean, st- there's really no good place in England for him to go. Like, just, I mean, maybe he goes to Everton if Lukaku. Yeah, right. Like continuing the trend of them taking just like former Chelsea. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I doubt it. I, I think I'm, I'm pretty I, sure I, Liverpool is not selling. You know, I think it's more likely that Wayne Rooney goes to Everton if Lukaku leaves. He should go even if he doesn't. Although Lukaku's gone, but yeah. All right. Can we get to gra- can we get to our DraftKings teams? Yeah. Look at you All rushing right, look, out of shenanigans. I know. I, I really. I'm just. I. I don't know. I'm just. I, I can't think of Daniel Sturridge for more than five minutes without getting really sad because <laughs> I really did like him at Chelsea too, but he just refused to play on the wing. He's like, no, I'm a center forward and he's been dead wrong. Yeah, you're not. Yeah, thank you. Okay. <laughs> DraftKings. Yeah. Uh, I think we've both spoiled our first choice for, for the goalkeeper that I think we both have Ben Foster. Yeah. I also think we hope we both have Harry Maguire at 4,000. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I'm wondering because I took Alan Nia on the gamble that he might play at 3,500. But mm-hmm. now that you've confirmed with your breaking news that Matt Phillips is out, which damages my EFSA team tremendously, uh, do you have Alan Nia at 3,500? I don't. Okay, who's your defender? Uh, Andrew Robertson. Aha, uh-huh, close. Whole stack. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> I initially did not have Maguire. I actually had $2,900 Johnny Evans um, because he was $2,900 um, and I needed that money. Um, I have four midfielders and Lukaku. As do I. Um, so the others are Grosicki, Ryan I Frazier, and Narsing. And Sigurdsson, excuse me. So the... I mean, I, I, man, I almost had the exact same team as you. The the difference... like How much money do you have left over? 200 bucks. Um, How? Um, I don't know. The, the difference... Like the, the two lineups that I had were basically the, this one. Or... So it's Grosicki and Maguire. Or... Snodgrass and Evans, and it's Grosicki. That's where I am now. Um, like I view, I view them as very similar players. The problem is, is that Grosicki, despite being great, like could lose. Like Klukas could take a few set pieces or Evandro. Like that worries me a little more than Snodgrass losing anything to Lanzini. I think that ship has sailed. Um, but. 
if you want to pay up for Sigurdsson at 11,000, which you should, and you want Lukaku at 9,700, you're leaving yourself obviously not much money everywhere else. So like the Sigurdsson, Lukaku, Snodgrass combination is a tough one to build around. You're heading towards a non-Harry Maguire center back. And Narsing at 3,900 may not even start. So, you know, who knows what happens if that's the case. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I, I, I'm thinking that as well because I also have Narsing. I mean, you're probably looking at... Who else do you like, have? I didn't. we didn't... Uh... Oh, yeah, sorry. So I have Chris Brunt, I have Narsing, I have uh, Grosicki, and I have Sigurdsson and Lukaku. Right, so the difference is Brunt or Frazier. I yeah, and I actually originally had Frazier... Um, and I, I, and I originally had when my first lineup had Yakupovich and Frazier, uh-huh. but I was like, wait, Ben Foster is ridiculously inexpensive. I didn't scroll down far enough because yep. I thought like I only left to look at like four goalkeepers. Um, and then like, I was like, oh no, I'll take Ben Foster and who can I get now? Uh, 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 Chris Brunt. Yeah. The, like, like, I understand why you shouldn't have Lukaku and Foster. Um, I'm obviously not taking Foster with the idea that they're going to blank Everton at home, meaning at Goodison. Uh, the so this is what I was saying though about these lineup construction nerds like myself that um, you're so the way we built it, I have no Barkley, no Snodgrass, no Antonio, um, Lanzini Morales. I probably wouldn't. You know, Morales won't. Start. Morales won't start. Lanzini isn't doing enough non-goal wise yeah um Adamola Lookman was someone who I gave a he hasn't he hasn't uh, been starting either that, exactly that's um, my point and I'm not going to roll the dice I'd rather roll the dice with Narsing than um Enter Valencia who is significantly more expensive anyway um and I have no Brunt so I basically went Frazier over Brunt with the expectation that Brunt's not going to get that many corners um playing at Everton but I mean, my team only qualifies to play because I have Lukaku. That's their... everyone else is from Swansea or Hull. Um. Oh no, that's not true. I have West Brom guys. Sorry. I have West yeah, Brom guys. Brunt. Um, I don't love Frazier either. Um, but like Frazier at home, I feel like they should be attacking enough to to let him get some corners. But it was either him or, I mean. I guess it was either him or or, or Martin Olson. Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, I'm just, yeah, and like and by the way, for season long players, like I'm just hoping to get eight players, like John Wallen was yeah. discussing earlier this week. I doubt that I'll get there. Yeah. So neither of us went Coleman, Olson, or Baines. Correct. I I really wanted to go Baines, but it was too much. Not because like we said before, I, I my first three names on the sheet were Grosicki, Sigurdsson, Lukaku. And okay. I was going to make it work. And there's no way I could have made that work with a high-priced defender. Right. That That's much easier than Lukaku, Sigurdsson, and Snodgrass. Yeah. Like, I think Lukaku is definitely, like, if if he, if we speak on, or whenever our review podcast will be, and we're like, man, how about a classic Lukaku, you know, dominant, you know, expected goal odds playing home against West Brom, and he had two shots and didn't score. Like that's very much in the cards, but yeah. on a short I, I slate, mean, it's like really tough to avoid the highest expected goal scorer. Yeah, by a really by is. a large margin. Yeah, and he's and he's in form. Yep. 
Got to do it. You got to do it. Ugh. Yeah, I think that you know what Ugh, is the perfect way to describe this game week, and I don't want to drag it on and on and on. So we will end this episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. Uh, ne- next week we'll have a, a full slate of games, or and we'll have more shenanigans and uh, maybe some more YMCA updates. Definitely, uh, I'll have an update about what people think because I am going to be in the same location as my brother who looks like me but does not do the whole long hair thing and I'm wondering what the adjectives people will put on me when they describe when they try to compare myself to my brother professionally Hmm. it'll be a very socially awkward episode of the Road Wire Fantasy Soccer Podcast I can guarantee you that (laughs) but we'll talk to you next week to review that and also uh, this four game slate so we will talk to you then good luck everyone this weekend and spring forward Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.